All right, we're back. Second episode of the month. You know how it is. Minimum wage podcast. Woo! I know, I know. Hey, settle down, everybody. Settle down. Settle down. Settle down. Settle down. Settle down. Settle down. All right, thank you, thank you, thank you. We're back. You didn't think that we were going to do another episode this month, but we did. We snuck it into the beginning of the next month. But you know what that means? That means you get three episodes this month. You know what? Just deal with it. That That is what it is. Uh, Pat's back. Back in the building, baby. That smooth, buttery voice that you lo- know and love. Yep. No no, uh, no fast food this week, but... No, <laughs> no Wendy's, no crinkling bags, no eating French fries, no Frosties, no, no burgers. No Baja Blast Freeze from Taco Bell. It's a boss. It's a new day. Is this a new year, new you? Um, well, we're already in March, but um, yeah. no, same me. Just wanted to mix it up. Episode four, season two. We, we I'm, I'm rolling back. I'm changing it up, dude. I, I, I can't. I'm, we'll, there'll be a tally, and we'll somehow get to 100, and we'll know it's 100 episodes. Uh-huh. But at this point, dude. Whatever. It is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, welcome you back. Welcome you back. Oh, welcome back. Excuse me. I'm welcoming you guys back because last episode was with Robbie Rose. As you know. I apologize for how fucked up that episode was. Uh, I feel like we had we had a conspiracy segment all ironed out, and it got botched, and for some reason, that whole segment got clipped. I'm blaming the deep state. I'm blaming, you know, the man behind the curtain behind the curtain who, uh, who just took that from us and ripped it from the cloud and just deleted it. Um, they didn't want to hear the truth. Anyways, we're going to have uh, a conspiracy theory podcast uh, that's going to be like a theme of it later on down the road. If you're into that t- sort of shit, tune in. We'll uh, we'll let you know when that's about to that's happen. Anyways, we apologize for that's that episode. Any of this works. It was a good episode. Listen to it. But there's going to be there's definitely going to be a fucking time jump. I didn't listen to it. Well, there's a time jump in there, and you'll you'll definitely notice it because I had to do a PSA about that. Like I had to be like, all right, we went from this all the way to this, and it has Robert and I eating the last dab and closing out the damn show. So that's what's happening. Anyways, how you doing, man? Doing good, doing good. You know, went to IKEA today. Got some uh, some things for the house. Got a welcome mat. Got a new uh, boiling pot. But I got that. That's a Wolfgang Puck one, not a IKEA brand, because IKEA brand would not be good for the soul in terms of cooking. Um, I got a picture of Ray Charles. Going to go well with my jazz theme part of my house. So it's cool. I got the Rebirth Bass Band. Nice uh, photo. It's going to go right next to that. Next to my New Orleans, my New Orleans uh, wall mural. So it's I mean, it was a good day. Um, yeah, I got some good stuff. Got some candles. Um, you know, just enjoying my Saturday. It's good to get out of the house. Um, it's a beautiful day. We haven't had too many of those yet this year. So on the first one, got to take advantage of it. But on a side note, it's March. And uh, for anyone that doesn't know, um, Oregon is the second largest producer of crawfish in the country. And so we have some pretty good crawfish up here. And we're in, we're in season, so... Go out there, get get some pounds of crawfish. It's going to be good. I want to get some soon. So uh, maybe one of these episodes, I might come in with a bag of crawfish and go oh. over how I think. We're going to have to move that episode outside. Might, might, might have to do that at my house. That, that's an outside episode <laughs> for sure. There is no way in hell I'm allowing that in this room. <laughs> Got it. Bax, get away from there, buddy. You're not supposed to eat that food. Dude, he chowed it. For some reason, I had no... Chowed it. I, it did, I didn't put two and two together of what was going on behind me, and then Max is chowing down on the cat's food. chowing down on that food. Like I, I think that thing was half full, and now it's almost empty. Up, uh, up, uh, Slurpee alert. Okay, Pat, I had to take a chance. Coke was It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Up, so. Of course it was messed up at that and 7-Eleven. There was another one that was like a Mountain Dew blue raspberry, and I was like, oh, it's just like other things. That one was messed up, too. Oh, my God. 7-Eleven, get so your shit together. Get your shit together. It's like there's McDonald's. There's either cherry or there's a blue raspberry and cherry. Which one did you want? I like both. I'll take, I'll, I'll, take the the I'll take the cherry. Because you did a mixture on that one, so you got a little bit of both on that. So I'll let also, you stick with that. They had no Takis. They had no Takis? So I thought you could try the Dorito. Takis. I thought I meant taquitos as Takis. What are Takis? Takis look like this, but it's actual brand. It's like a purple bag, and they're like oh. rolled up. They're no, really I thought, good. I thought when you said Takis meant taquitos. No. So I, I was didn't. like, man, why are you eating taquitos? We're going to have to eat later. Thanks, bad. We got, uh, we've, we've got our refreshments now. Uh, this podcast sponsored by 7-Eleven. Yep. Get your slurp on. Get your slurp on. Talkie it up. Uh, 24-7. You can buy pizza, chicken wings, mini tacos. They're like, 
You can get a full day's meal at 7-Eleven, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You can. It might not be super healthy for you, but... Uh, it's cost-effective. I actually saw an episode online. In, YouTube has just a wealth of videos, just about any other topic. It's a rabbit hole. Any, it's a rabbit hole. It's, just, it's, a, it's a vortex. It's a black hole of just like you know losing your mind and watching a ton of content. I watched this guy who was over in Thailand, and he was at an airport. He had a, like a five-hour layover, so he went out, and he went to a 7-Eleven there, and he got... All this amazing Thai food that you just like warm up, but their 7-Elevens there were like next level. Dude, it was a future. Remember when we were in Europe and how like amazing those 7-Elevens are? Yeah, I did. Sorry, I slipped your I had to, I had to try this. Uh, I don't know what it is. It's like a blue blue cotton candy thing. But yeah, we also got the card now. So when you go there, you get reward points because everywhere, oh. everywhere in the world now has reward points. I don't know what I get rewarded for. Sometimes I go places. I give them my number. I don't know what I get in return, but apparently I get something in return. But 7-Eleven has reward points. Didn't know if you know that or not. Did not know they had reward points. You know, got to get your 7-Eleven points 24-7. You do, so you can get more slurps. I wonder what 7-Eleven means. Uh, I don't know. If anyone knows, get at me on Twitter. Yeah, at Hot Take Pat. Is that what your name is still? Still, yep. Anyways, welcome to the show. Minimum wage. I know, we, I know I said that earlier, but I just got to bring it back. We got a lot of uh, stuff to talk about today. A lot of topics. It's all over the place. Um, as you know, and if uh, you've been with us since the beginning of the year, you know the podcast has changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. It gets a little crazy. It gets a little bit uh, a little wacky. There's no structure to it. It's you know a little chaotic. It almost sounds as if we don't put any effort into this, but it's a lie. It's a bull-faced we lie. We put 1% more effort than the week before. And right now, I think we're almost at 30%. Yep. So we're we're getting there. Uh, I want to start off with a little bit of MIA. Uh, Miami, if you are down with the lingo, 305, Pitbull, you know, Dale. Will Smith, welcome to Miami. Uh, Dwayne Wade, it's he's back. And we haven't had time to talk about this we because haven't. the last time, the, when that happened, it was a few weeks ago, and we didn't have a podcast set. Yep. So I want to talk about it now. How do you feel, buddy? Um, well, if anyone follows me on Twitter, they know, you know, my life, my Twitter... If you ever look through my Twitter, it's um, the farther you go back, the more appalling it is. But I like to think of it as like a diary of my life, and you can see how I've changed and ho- and hopefully I've gotten better. And I mean, in my opinion, I think I've gotten better as a tweeter, as a person, and you can see it through my Twitter. But if you've read, if you follow me on Twitter, you know that I had some harsh words about Dwayne Wade when he went to the yeah. Cleveland Cavaliers because you know. It's kind of like a breakup, you know. When he left the Heat, it hurt. It hurt, but you knew you knew it. Ha- it was, it was for it. It had to happen. It was gonna happen. It was one of those things that you know it was the inevitable. So it hurt, but you were thankful. You know, you were you know what you you're gonna cherish the good times. But then when he went to Cleveland, that's like a stab in the back. That's a stab in the back. It was, you knew it was coming though. That yeah. So at that point. Some, some angry words, but like like everything in life, it comes back around. And you know what? I mean, let's put it to you like this. It's like you have a girlfriend, right? Or a significant other. Uh, you have this really long relationship and things are going great. All of a sudden, it gets to a point where things start to get a little bit rocky. Take a little break. They though. keep teasing, you know, like they're going to leave. They're going to leave. They're going to leave. And finally, you're like, you know what? This is it. This is the break we need. We're just going to take a break. Maybe we can circle back around a couple years and like make it happen. They go out. They party. You party. Do your own thing for a couple years and yeah. you come back. You and- do the single thing, all of that. Then, all of a sudden, you see on Instagram, you see on Facebook, you see on social media, they're back with their ex. Not you, the one before you. The scrub. The scrub. The scrub that you know damn well ain't doing anything for them. Hit you in the heart, man. It's like a bullet to the heart. That's mm-hmm. exactly what the situation felt like. But there's still that sliver of hope that you want to bring them back. That you're, you're, you're. If 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 need be, you'd get on your knees and you'd plead, "Hey, come back." That's what it felt like. Give that, me another chance. Give me another chance. Everyone deserves. Everyone deserves second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth chances. Everyone deserves them. Come on, baby, I can change. <laughs> and that's exactly what it felt like. And it was amazing. That first game, him back, I got the chills when I found out at work that he was coming back. I was almost brought to tears. Yep, I, I got misty it. eyes. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I had to. Wa- I had to walk out. I was. It was amazing. And I didn't know who to turn to. No, I called you after work because it was amazing. Yeah, I was just. I couldn't believe it. It's a franchise player that, you know, 
not a lot of people. I don't think a lot of people that have teams can say like, okay, there's this player that means so much to me. That means so much to this franchise that if they were to leave and then come back, it'd be this just like emotional roller coaster. Uh, and that's why I feel like a lot of people can't connect to this. Like, and it was such a big story though. It was everywhere. Like, it wasn't just like any other player going back to another team. It was a franchise player like Dwayne Wade. It was one. It was like the top three shooting guards in NBA history. It, it was probably the like the first time in any sports history where we're gonna get the ha- a happy ending. Exactly. And and the best thing too, we didn't have to pay that much for him. <laughs> you know, it actually it worked out the best and the financially in the long run. We got him for peanuts. Uh, you know what? If he would have never have done this, he would have been overpaid. And he's been great so far, mm-hmm. to be honest. Uh, Had a game winner against the uh, 76ers. He still he looks like a nugget, like a like a McNugget. Yeah, he's got a little fat. I'm gonna lie. He's a little <laughs> round. Uh, he's been eating all those pancakes up in Cleveland. Thanks, LeBron, for taking him to Olive Garden too many times. Too many fucking breadsticks and salad bowls. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, next year when he gets back on the Heat training regimen, he'll be good to go. Uh, speaking of somebody who you know needs to get on that Heat regimen, I want to talk about Rick Ross. <laughs> uh, news broke yesterday, three two. You know, uh, March second was a Friday that you know he'd been hospitalized. Hospitalized, and as somebody who listened to uh, Hustlin' uh, Port of Miami, that's a great album. By great way. album. If you uh, if you, it's one of the albums that I think is a great starter. Let's get it. Thug Motivation One Hundred One by Young Jeezy. That's another one that starts off that just like. It embodies that type of hip hop, you know, that, that, that genre, you know, jumping, uh, album and Port of Miami was that for us. So when I heard that Rick Ross, who I feel like is a ambassador, by the way, I did see a gif though of him holding an Alabama hat, an Alabama game. And like, he was pump repping it. I kind of don't like that. I don't know if he's from Alabama, but I feel Rick like Rick Ross, Rick Ross, I feel yeah, like he's, that's, he's Miami boy. That's, that's bandwagon as hell. I don't like that shit, but he's hospitalized. Scary. But there was reports, though, it was conflicting. I don't know if you if, if you dug into this, but it, it looked like he was on life support. So there was a lot of fake news going around. But in the end, it, well, they were saying it was complication. He, he, saw how, he has pneumonia. Oh, that's so, what it was. So he was having some trouble breathing. But apparently I saw on Twitter, I don't know if this is true or not. I doubt it. But someone was saying that he was having he had a heart attack after an all night threesome with two strippers, <laughs> which I I, I want to believe that story. It's on Twitter. I don't believe it, dude. Like that. But I want to believe that. I, I want to believe that. I want to believe that narrative. While eating pears, <laughs> eating pears. I eat pears now and shit like that. Shout out to all the pear. Uh, if you don't know what that is, look it up. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I was a little worried because. 2000 was it 2016 2016 was the year of everybody dying right and then 2000 was it 2017 or 2016 i mean people die but like it was it felt like it was a an enormous there was a lot of people that died yeah uh 2016 so, it was 2016 2016 yeah and so it felt like this was the beginning mm-hmm. of the avalanche of deaths so hopefully you know he pulls through he drops more music i haven't listened to him in a while but he's always consistent he's on one of my favorite kanye songs uh so, I mean, hopefully he pulls through. Our thoughts and, thoughts and prayers are out to him. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, this came across. We're shifting it a little bit. We're going into the, uh, the, the entertainment world and not like music entertainment, not movie entertainment. I'm talking about video game entertainment. There's a game called Fortnite. Uh, Pat, do you want to give a little brief description of what Fortnite is for the people? So I, I don't know what it Fortnite is. Fortnite is an addiction that has taken over this country. It really it's, has, and it's fantastic. It's, it's literally exploded. It's like the most. Po- it's destroying relationships. Uh, no, when you're done, it's destroying relationships. It's creating friendships. It's uh, it's amazing. Um, <laughs> it's connecting people across the world. It is. Uh, so the premise of Fortnite. So originally, Epic Games came out with this. It was a game, a full game. It was like a. It was. It was kind of like Left for Dead, like a cartoonier Left for Dead. It's like. You know, it's you, you are a zombie. It's post-apocalyptic zombie apocalypse. You know, you build forts and see how long you can hold out, I guess. I think that's the main game. But I don't know because no one ever bought the, na- the main game. So Epic was like, well, we just put a bunch of money into a game that no one bought. So they, they took a gamble. And, it, and what they did that ended up working out was we're going to create a multiplayer version and have it for free on Xbox Live. It's free? It's free. But I mean, and so then they have like updates, and then you can buy like skins and battle passes and stuff. That like it's all uh, visual customization, nothing. But not gameplay. Yeah, everyone like in terms of skills, you enter with like these. I mean, of course, like your player skills gonna be different than your character skill, but 
all the character skills are the same. But <clears throat> it's one, it's a, it's the same sandbox every time. And you fly over, then you drop in, and you can do it as a as a solo, a duo, or a three to four person squad. And you base and there's a it's a hundred people, hundred person P- PVP, and I mean player game, versus player, player versus player. But on, and man. the best thing is, I mean, it's not. But you know, you're thinking a hundred people in a big sandbox. That's gonna those games must take hours. No, they have something called the storm, and it makes the map smaller. And uh, if you're outside the storm, you lose you lose health. It's like so a it player you, unknown. Yeah, so it forces you to so it forces you to get closer and closer together. So that way, the games are like twenty minutes max. So it's quick games. It's a lot of fun. I mean, they're they're constantly updating, adding. They're on Reddit, on YouTube. They're really taking uh, what the community has, and they're really uh, listening to them. And what it is is, it's literally like uh, if Call of Duty and Minecraft had a baby, and this is what it was. It's like a cartoony, uh, over the shoulder. You know, you get weapon, you get different weapons, and they're always adding weapons, up upgrading weapons. I mean, they just added a hunting rifle as and a Desert Eagle as a new one. Um, they're doing that. It's really cool. I mean, you, uh, you can, and then you can like, you take resources, you can get wood, brick or steel and you can build forts, I guess, or like in quickly. Hence Fortnite. Yeah. So or what it is, Fortnite is like, is you know, you're, squ- you're constantly squ- running around this map, like collecting loot and weapons and health and stuff and materials. And then when you see someone, you get in a, a skirmish and you just start building forts across from each other. Like. You just start, both start massively building forts to like stop the other person from shooting at the other, uh, shooting at each other, and I mean, there's just so many cool things you can do. I mean, um, it's kind of like if you if anyone remembers in Call of Duty Four how there was so many glitches and people in like Halo how people are like oh I can grenade jump and stuff and it was things that the developers they didn't intend to put in the game but people like they found different ways to different uses for weapons that weren't just. Sh- uh, using them on another player, you could actually use them to help your your character get to a different, uh, an accessible location, um, and so forth. But Fortnite, like half the weapons, like you know the impulse grenades, like you don't really use them to like knock people off edges. You throw them on the ground to give you a double jump and stuff. And the developers, they see that and they continually make these weapons multifaceted. So like each weapon is like you know you can use them for so many different things besides just shooting another player. Nice. So, I mean, I think it's a really fun game. It'll completely consume your life, like completely consume your life. Like you'll get home. From, I'll get like I can get home from work and turn it on about seven thirty, and then all of a sudden, I'll look up and I think it's been an hour, maybe, and it's one o'clock in the morning. Well, it's because the reason I brought this up is because I saw on Twitter there was a moments for it. And if you don't know what moments are, essentially, it's just like what it's it's a thing that's trending, and they make it kind of like a series of. Uh, of like information, it's a trending topic, and yeah. then just and there's like there's tweets attached to it and stuff like that. It you know it's, it's like an article for itself, mm-hmm. uh, and they said that why is or Fortnite addiction is very real, and so I had been seeing this thing everywhere. I had no idea what it was, um, so I know that you play it like religiously. I heard it's insanely hard to win, right? How many times have you won? Um, I actually got my second victory yes last night. Out of how many games you think you played? 300, 400. Jesus Christ. That's a terrible percentage. <laughs> but it's really hard to win. And when you win, it's like, oh my God. Like, you, if you go, you'll see on, on Twitter, like, people winning, and it's like the biggest moment of their life. Like, when you win a game in Fortnite, it's amazing because you have, because at the end of games, when people are forwarding up, like, it's intense. Like, you're screaming in your headset at your friends. Like, it's really fun. I play with my friends all the time. And it's just a really. It's a lot of fun, and like they're really. I mean, in like you, and in like a free for all, like solo. I remember in like uh, Call of Duty, people used to attack insert so you can get like quick nukes and stuff. Like two people would join a random game, of free for all, and they like private party. Well, now like they'll they'll sniff you out like quick if you try to do that, and uh, they'll boot you. Wait, say that again. So like in Call of Duty Four, like people used to like two people used to join a free for all game, and they'd be in a private chat, and they'd oh. go hide in the map, and they just and one person would just tack insert the whole time, and so the person would get like enough kills to like start their uh, to get a nuke basically. So like they'll like get they'll kill them like seven times, get a Harrier, get four more kills, get the chopper gunner and AC one thirty, and then get all your kills until you get to uh, a nuke twenty five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, they don't do that in that game. 
No, uh, there's no kill streaks or anything like that. Like they have like supply drops, like uh, balloons will fall from the sky and like you can like see them in the distance and you track them down and like, I mean, they'll have better guns, ammo and stuff in there. But I mean, it's really cool. I mean, there's some things, there's something called a boogie bomb. It's a grenade, but when you hit someone, it just makes them start dancing. I mean, so it's like kind of inconvenient, but I mean, you, when you, if you buy the battle pass, like every time you tear up, like you can get a skin, an emoji, a dance move, um, different things. And so, you know, if it sounds you like a lot of shit is going on in that game, it's really simple. It's really simple, really simple. It's, it's one of those things that's so simple that you can make more complicated. Like Minecraft is a really simple game if you really think about it. But you can create complexities within the game. So, very similar. To me, what's crazy is the fact that that game's free. Because like when growing up, like when you there, you never really got a game for free. You never ever yeah. got a game for free. I mean, you had to pay for games, and like the cost of games keep going up and up and up and up and up as like the new next generation consoles like keep coming out. So to see a game be free, I mean, they must be making a ton of money on those add-ons. Like yeah, those I mean, they're making million. They're making millions off of just these like five, ten dollar micro transactions within the game. Um, which is, I, and it's funny cause the wall street journal wrote an article about how this game really isn't supposed to be as popular as it is, but why it's just because it's popular because it's free, you know, it's, it, you're only putting money into like make your character look cooler. I mean, it's not going to give you any special guns or abilities or anything. It's all, it's all cosmetic. And on top of that, parents like this game because, uh, they're not they're not wasting hours they're like okay i mean they're very short games they can put them on for an hour and the kid can get four or five games in on top of that he's still connecting with his friends from school so parents do like that i mean it's still video games so there's obviously going to be that disconnect right there but similar i mean as times change i mean a hundred years ago were kids like going out and playing in the streets and stuff like that Pro, uh, they probably were, but not to the extent like, you know, oh, I'm going to ride my bike over so-and-so's house. A little different. Then you get 50 years ago, people, you know, were staying out until the street lights come on. And then now you can't do that anymore because of weirdos. But that's just the sign of times. It's, not, it's nothing to do with anything else. Just times are changing. And if you're continuously looking at this past and thinking that that's the way it should be, then, you're, of course, you're going to be skewed. These are the same guys that did uh, Gears of War, right? Yeah, Epic yeah. Games. Oh, cool. All right. Well, that's that's interesting. I don't know. I maybe I have to play it. It's I, very similar. Like, uh, you, you go down and, like, over the shoulder. Yeah. Same Actually, mecha- it makes a lot mechanics. of mechanics. Yeah. Me- yeah. Huh. Well, I don't I don't know if I want to try because then I'll be sucked in. And Oh, it's fun, though. Multiplayer games are kind of are, – are, can either be really frustrating or really fun, depending on how much time you put into it. I mean, the thing is, like, yeah, you'll get killed sometimes, like, right off the bat, and you're like, fuck, how did I get – I can't believe that guy kill me. But at the same time, you're like, oh, I'll just back – I'm just going to exit this game and join another game in two seconds and back in it. And so it's not like Call of Duty where you're just like, God, this is such bullshit, and you, you can't really see the kill cam. So, like, I guess that's kind of nice. Yeah, which, you know, you see somebody, and you're like, man, I thought I got him. But then, like, turns out you didn't. No. And that person was just way better. But than there's you. a lot of glitches because so many people are playing that, like the server sometimes get like if a lot because a lot of people go to one spot, and so of course there's a hundred people going to one spot, so it gets a little, it'll freeze for a sec, and then you'll be glitched out somewhere else. But I mean, there's a lot of glitches, but it is a free game, so you so you take you, you expect that to happen. But the, the thing is, is that they're very on top of it. Is they're always they're constantly updating, which is nice. But they're not updating like like. Facebook updating like we're not just gonna like fuck it up just like screw your day up we're gonna update it like good things like if you jump a certain way onto that building you might get stuck well we're gonna take that out it's like things that are nice not just we just some some developer had a new idea we're gonna see if it works we're just gonna pop it in there on a random day yeah 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 yeah. well sounds like it's a it's a hell interesting game yep and I mean I, I've only had the free version I don't even have the but eventually they're they, I mean, they're gonna come out with more new game modes and stuff and on top of that, they're gonna come. They're just gonna come make the game completely free. Oh, really? Yeah. Eventually, like later in 2018, they're just gonna make the full game completely free. Which I think that video games should be free, and I think that the microtransactions are gonna really pave the way for all games are gonna be free. But the microtransactions are gonna be able to open up more areas in the game. I just don't. I, that's the thing. Like, I disagree with that. 
I, I think that when you buy a game, and this might just be because I'm older, I mean, not by that much, but like when you buy a game, it's a complete game. I, I do not like the fact that there's DLCs and there's a paywall behind getting an added experience into a game, like a story game, right? A game, it's like a single player game and it's just a story. And then like there's downloadable content. That's what DLC means if you didn't know that. There's downloadable content that helps you like enhance the story and and take it to a different level. Why not just put that all in the game and then have a complete package that's more con- like that, that that makes me more con- more contented as like a gamer or like a somebody or a person who's buying this game. I see what you mean and like there was times in Call of Duty that would piss me off that it's like because for example like um, in Black Ops, the first Black Ops the first DLC was already downloaded onto your onto your game, but you, you had to unlock you bought, it. You bought the yeah. code that unlocked it, which, which is bullshit. Is bullshit. Yeah. I think that's bullshit. But I think a lot of times, like DLCs, like a lot of times for for uh, Grand Theft Auto, they made the game, and then the DLCs are like, okay, we've seen what the community said, and now we're gonna take what they've what their rea- their reaction and their input is from what they play, their feedback from the game. And then we're going to take that feedback and we're going to create a, a, you know, a, another side mission for them so they can continue the parts that they liked in the original game. We're going to continue that so we can keep the longevity of that game going. I can see that, but if they, but like when call it, uh, I think it was Treyarch used to do that. I don't think Infinity would ever do that, but Treyarch's really notorious for doing that. And it that's kind of some BS, I think. I mean, I get where they come uh, nowadays with like single player games where um, like Bioshock, for example, which is like one of my favorite franchises ever. If you have never played that game, it's it's amazing. Like just pick any one of them, one, two or three. Three's not three, but it's infinite. Anyways, uh, you play any of those. But like first one did not have any downloadable content attached to it. And it was amazing because it was a complete game, a complete story. You know, we have a beginning, a middle, and then there's a climax somewhere in there, and there's a resolution. Like, the whole story arc was in that game, and that was it. And when you're finished, you felt content. But with two, there was add-ons. And then with three, there was add-ons, too, that kind of wrapped up the whole entire trilogy or the franchise or whatever. And, like, as a, as a person who loves those games, I was fine with it. But at the same time, it's like, just include that because I'm paying, what, $60? to get this game and it's not even on a CD anymore. It's literally just a download code. So if I buy it online, so that the aspect of where before, like you're actually paying for like a physical copy for this thing. Like, yeah, that probably played like a really small charge uh, in the greater, like, you know, $60 part of it. But at the same time, it's like, dude, why am I paying $60 and I have to pay another 30, uh, $39.99, $40. So I'm paying almost a hundred dollars for this game just to get like the whole complete game, like just sell it to me for a hundred bucks, right? Like don't, don't don't make me have to like add it later on or like drip out or it. Just finish the whole game and then do it. Like I don't know, that's just my beef with that. I just I don't like the model. I don't like it at all. For like games like yours though, like multiplayer games or like Call of Duty, that kind of makes sense because you have to continue to bring people back so that they can be interested in playing the game over and over again. How you do that? You add skins. You add a bunch of loot. You add new levels, you add new game modes. That way you get people like max out this game until like they make the next game. Like Call of Duty comes out every year. Make them busy enough so that they play like every year until the next one comes out. Da, 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 da. But I don't know. This is my beef with single player games. Yeah. It just it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's unfortunate sometimes that, you know, things, it's unfortunate you, when they don't listen to the community. Exactly. You want to know what also doesn't make sense? The Oscars. <laughs> And it's not the it's not what you think I'm gonna say. I'm going at. Have you heard about their swag bag this year and how what's valued at? No, what's it, well, talk to me. Swag bag or the gift bag for the Oscars. This is you know. Let's just let, let me give you some context of who these people are. These people are uh, entertainers. They're actors, actresses, directors, producers, people that work on sound. Most of these people get paid a lot of money to do what they do. It's a craft, but is it a craft that? Warrants getting paid millions and millions of dollars? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. It depends on your stance on movies or whatever and how how much you value them. Anyways, so you got to remember, there's a a room full of these type of people. The Oscars gift bag this year is valued at $100,000. It comes with a bunch of things. It comes with several trips, one including a 12-night Tanzania vacation for two, because if you're an actor or an actress, you can't pay for that on your own. You got to get it gifted to you. 
I, I, I go over this list and I, I'll tweet it out too on the on the uh, minimum wage Twitter account because it's crazy. A week long stay at the Golden Door Spa and it's valued at eighty eight hundred dollars. Like, is, does an entertainer, an actress, or an actor like need to get a hundred thousand dollar gift card or gift bag? Jess and I were talking about this. Uh, if donate these trips to like Make a Wish, like I feel like these trips need to be donated. Or these things need to be donated. These people don't need all of this stuff. Like the the makers of that, all these companies that own all the products that go in there, donate that stuff to a charity because there's so many different things out there that need more help than a, a, a multi-million dollar actor or entertainer or actress. They don't need that. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that? I feel like I mean, it's funny that where did was, was that? I didn't even know they had a they had a gift bag. Neither did I. I found out about this year. And I think that most people are finding out, and I bet this is the last year they have that because it's like you can't, especially as act, actors, and it kind of pisses me off when they want to take like, okay, I get it. You have this platform. You can make you get you can make your voice heard and stuff. But a lot of times you can't be telling people, and I think actors are the worst about this, but telling everybody like income inequality and everything. But that's that's it's very hypocritical for them to say because look at that they're getting tw- what twelve night trips to Tanzania and stuff as a gift and stuff and it's like I just I think actors I just actors are well that that prompted me to think too the same thing that you just mentioned this too that this is the first time I've heard of it and this is the first time I know exactly what's going inside of it and how much it's valued so if I'm hearing this for the first time I'm sure others are hearing yeah, this for the first time and the way that the cult of outrage works nowadays. People are going to get like outraged, but the thing that I don't want to see though is actresses and actors being like, I'm going to forego getting my gift bag and donating a hundred thousand dollars to this because you got that shit before. Yeah. And like, now that people found out yeah, now, exactly. and that's my problem with actors is like, Oh, Oh, it was okay when no one knew it before, but now that they know it's not okay. Weinstein. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you know what? If we're all talking about everyone's complete about complicity and everything and everyone's responsible for everything else. Everyone knew about that. You cannot know about that. And everyone says they didn't know about that. It's full of shit. Well, I don't, I don't want to talk about but, that. That masturbating uh, in the in the house plants, dude. He's a he's a weird guy. Um, speaking of, we're sticking the Hollywood realm. You like how these transitions are working out? It's like it's like we plan this shit out. Uh, Black Panther. I saw it. You're, I haven't seen it yet. I saw it. And it's done huge numbers at the box office. Huge numbers and. Depending on your stance on it, because there is, it's a Marvel movie that's wrapped in a, a kind of a period piece of the attitude of race in this country. I mean, there's, I don't think there's any way to get around it. The 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 title of the movie is called Black Panther, and the that, that you know, it may not be the direct you know callback to the people that were actual Black Panthers years ago or even still now, but I mean, there's definitely kind of some similarities that you can like bridge together they don't have to be there concrete the guy who directed it directed creed and it was a great movie he directed that fruitville uh-huh. uh fruitvale fruitville, fruitville, Fru- fruitville station yeah i mean he loves michael, michael b jordan, jordan yeah. he loves michael i mean b. Jordan. He's, he's, he's johnny depp to tim burton you know it's like they're they're buddies uh but did you like it i did i liked it a lot it was a really it was a good movie it was a good movie i mean i don't like marvel movies but it wasn't it was more down to earth. I mean, granted, like there's like flying, flying things and everything, but, um, I think it was better. Although I will say that sometimes like the dialogue between characters was kind of painful because there's like weird pauses and stuff. It was like the structure of everything. I thought, I thought sometimes it was kind of painful to watch, um, because it was like, okay, like that, that person is like that character isn't acting that out very well and it's like the with the emotion that they need to have right there so that that's kind of hard um if i see the movie i'll be uh, if we ever watch the movie together, i can point them all out to you and you'll notice them oh i definitely want to see it there's no doubt about it's it. it's a really good movie um it's really good and i i think it's a very good movie um i mean i can say it's the greatest movie of all time because that's foolish because i mean there's going to be movies that are there was there was great movies back then and there's gonna be great movies in the future to say the greatest movie of all time that's foolish um it's easy. It's easy. It's, to e- say. it's very easy to say. Uh, it's I, I, I mean, I say it's a good movie, but the only ire I have with it is I feel like this movie is going to turn into like Get Out, where I liked Get Out a lot, but and but I think that 
and if you, and I think a lot of people will be with me on this, but I think people, a lot of people, white people, only white people say that Get Out or Black Panther is maybe their favorite movie, not because they actually like the movie, because they probably do like the movie, but they just want to seem more woke. That's all they want to do. They don't want, it's, they just want to literally tell everybody, I, look how woke I am. This is my favorite movie. You don't like, it's like, when you're saying that, you're exactly like the people in Get Out. You're that, it's that white liberalism, uh, uh, pandering that uh, that's offensive and it's funny because it, and you see a lot of white people like they just, they, they want so bad to show yeah. how woke they are they don't want to be a racist they don't want to be a bigot so they're just saying this is my favorite movie because now everyone no one's going to question me about anything if i say if i show how woke i am by saying it's my favorite movie and i think you should like a movie because you truly like the movie you shouldn't like the movie and say it's your favorite movie because you want to show that you're something that you're something else like i mean you can be perfectly woke i guess if you as you want to say like you can be perfectly woke and that doesn't have to be your favorite movie but like i find it really hard to believe that that's your favorite movie and you like it as much as you do and that's my thing i see and i see it on twitter a lot i mean and it's that's my, i i think that's a big part that's a big that's my a big problem is that we all can't watch a movie and enjoy a movie the way we need, we should enjoy movies. We should watch them for the art. We should be able to see the, the messages in them. We shouldn't have other people influencing about how, if we should like a movie or how we should respond to a movie or how should we should feel about a movie. The, the way we should feel about a movie is the way we feel about a movie. It should be our emotions about how we feel about that, that movie, that lit piece of literature. It's like, what if like, you know, sometimes I think people want to read into things that aren't there. What if Mark Twain wanted to, wanted to write a book about a boy named Huckleberry Finn, Tom Sawyer, I mean, probably. I mean, obviously he didn't because it's. I mean, we we know that Mark Twain was more literary. But I. But like, what if? I mean, what if J.R. What like J. What is J.K. Rowling? Was her name? J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling. Yeah. Yeah. What if J.K. Rowling just had this? Like she was riding on a train, and had this ideas of this wizarding world. Maybe she just wanted to write about something like a story that she thought about in her mind. Like maybe there wasn't much to it. Yeah, there, there was no. Depth did you ever it. think that there wasn't an, a hitting meeting? Hitting did meeting. you ever think that an artist just wanted to express themselves? They didn't. They, like, some, not everything has to be about like a, a message. Has to be like gotcha. Not everything has to be like let me hit it home. Maybe sometimes an artist just wants to express how they feel and what's going on in their brain. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, with the majority of what you say, I will tell you this though: Get Out has. Intentionally, uh, a lot of symbolism in there, like when he's picking cotton at the armchair, for example. Like, there's a lot of things, and the fact that he uses cotton to block out, like the the what hypnotizes him. I mean, like that you're using something that was that is you know historical for black people. Uh, like it, re- it reminds them of what happened 200 years ago, 200 plus years ago. You know, uh, so there are other symbolism, but I do agree with you in the fact that you know. With this movie and Get Out, for example, while I'm glad that they were put out and I'm glad that they're good and I'm glad they're entertaining. Yeah. Are are they the greatest movies of all time? No. No. I haven't seen Black Panther, so I can't tell you if it is, but I'm sure it is. And, and if it's if it's different than a normal Marvel movie, because I'm not I, I like Marvel movies. They're they're entertaining. Do I think they're great? No, I've never watched another a Marvel movie twice before. Never will I. Until a character dies playing a role, you will not be your movie cannot be considered the best movie of all time because The Dark Knight Rises is one of the best movies of all time because Heath Ledger committed to that role so much that it killed him. I agree. It's funny because the Joker in that movie is what Michael B. Jordan channeled when yeah. he brought his character to Black Panther. Oh, but, his, his character is awesome. And I heard his that character and is I've heard that. awesome. And then, and I think that's great. And I think, but the the meaning behind that, what people are trying to attach meaning to this, and you know, and if this gets uh, you know black individuals proud of like where of how far they've came, it's great. But this is not the 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 thing that pisses me off. And I know as like a, a Hispanic. American white white looking dude with like a beard and a beanie on right now. I look like the opposite of someone who could fucking say this, but like this shouldn't be the pinnacle of where you set, you know, your bar and be like, we've made it. No dude, there's way more to go to where you can make it even better. Cause over the weekend, 
or like, oh, today I woke up, somebody in the UK had changed all older movies, the actors and actresses, the movie posters into all oh, black people. I saw that. And I get like, it was maybe a joke. I know it's, it's racial in a sense, but to me, that is unnecessary because those movies are already done. You shouldn't be looking to the past to right the wrongs. Because if you stay in that mindset, and this this goes perfectly into our next topic, which we'll discuss in a second, but having that mindset of looking in the past does not help you move forward. And so Black Panther is a great representation. Get Out is a great representation of moving forward of what can happen to you know people that haven't been in movies, like haven't been portrayed as like the best actor. Now, when I hear this is the first black superhero movie, it's an insult to movies like Blade. Blade. Yeah, there was three of those, by the way. Yeah, and there's other movies too that have have had black, uh, uh, a powerful black main character, for example. So it's just this this hyperbolic chamber that we live in, where we live in the moment and our changes and ta- our taste and change our taste change in a week. And then we're on to like the next thing. Uh, and that's just kind of what this, this, the whole vibe of this movie and get out and with get out being at the Oscars and stuff like that. Is it an Oscar worthy movie? I don't think so. Was it a great movie? Yeah. Sometimes you can have a great movie, but it does not necessarily have to be an Oscar. And for somebody to argue that this movie needs to win an Oscar for validity, that's bullshit. You're pigeonholing yourself. You're putting yourself in a corner. You're putting yourself in that corner. And you're also going backwards mentally in order for you to get what? Some self-gratification that you got a fucking gold trophy that has literally no value whatsoever. Look at how many Oscars Leonardo... Look how many times it took Leonardo DiCaprio to win an Oscar. I mean... All the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio could have won an Oscar. For he had ca- to get raped catch, by a bear to get that. Yeah, bad boy. catch me if you can. Wolf of Wall Street, The Departed, Titanic, Titanic. I mean, there's so many things that he should have won, but he didn't. <laughs> Those are, I mean, uh, Django Unchained, his character could have won Best Supporting. Yeah, and so it's just like. I just I fear when I keep seeing the same things over and over and over again. I know I'm not talking. I know I'm not talking crazy. And I know I'm not like an outlier. And I know that you're not not an outlier. I know there's people that are listening to this podcast right now. They probably don't believe what the majority of we believe in, or or what we're saying. But I know that they can understand exactly where we're coming from. Or you know maybe they do believe in what we believe in. Anyways, I just I I'm glad the movie's great. I can't wait to see it. I know it's great. Um, but I just the the connotation and what's surrounding it. You can't shake. When you go into that movie theater, you can't shake that. And I think it's, it's un- there. I think it's unfair to the movie as well. It is. Because we're not judging it on the bare, on the basis of what of it movie. is as a movie. We're basing it on what it should be. Yeah, and what it should be uh, empowering and what it should be bringing. And we're, that's, that's yeah, totally... We're, f- we're judging it on us on what we think of a sim- uh, what kind of symbol it should be. We're not basing it on the content of the movie. We're basing... Basically, we're, ba- we're judging it... On the, what it look on the aesthetics on the outside, we're not judging on the on the content of the movie. It's identity politics. Let's just leave it at that. It's identity politics, and that is never good politics. It's destructive. It's destructive. It's destructive. For everyone. I want to talk about a show uh, on Netflix. It's a food show. I love food shows. I love food. You love food. Like it's the foodie culture is big. Foodie culture is huge. Everybody's into food. food. Love Everybody's food. into food. Everybody knows how to cook. It's actually it's a renaissance of cooking food, and it's it's important. I think that we're getting finally. There was that point in time where. We saw the technological technological advances in freezing food. You can like keep food for longer, and like you can make meals faster for people because you know we had such like a busy, hectic lifestyle. Now we're kind of turning it back. We're going. We're buying fresh produce. We're buying fresh meat. We're going to different places so that we can get better ingredients, so we can make better things, and we're getting more adventurous. It's really cool. Uh, so there's a show called Ugly Delicious. It's on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, it's, it's a, brand it's new. It's such a good show. It just show. came out this week, right? It's, yeah, yeah. It's it's an awesome show. It is. I, I thoroughly awesome. enjoy it. It tackles things awesome. like, like it, the episodes are like pizza to tacos to shellfish, crawfish, but it's, but it, fried talk, rice. Yeah, they just talk. They go and like, they'll talk, give you a topic of the food and they'll talk about like how different cultures do that food, where that food came from. They'll take chefs and they'll have them go to that country, like an American chefs that are famous for their craft, and they'll go to different countries and they'll have them taste like the best over there. And like it's all like in every episode when they go to like the American chef will go like for pizza, they'll go to Italy and they're like, oh, this is good pizza. But then they'll go to Japan, like this is the best pizza. Yeah, like <laughs> now, every time they go to Japan, they're always like, this is the best. And that's what's <laughs> interesting too is like it, for the pizza one, for example, like the fact that like I didn't know Japan was making pizza. I assume they probably were. I, I Did mean, I know I, it was I, good or not? No, no. I, I, do I know that Japanese are insane when it comes to food? Like, oh hell yeah, I knew that. I knew that they probably 
a crazy like good pizza, but the best in the world? No, like crawfish, China. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? I mean, it makes sense now that I think about it. But oh, it yeah. makes sense. And like in the episode, they talk about it like when they're in Louisiana, like we only boil it, we only do it this way. Why? Because that's tradition. And that's, and that's how it is down there. And that's what it gets to. It gets to tradition versus the people that try to change tradition to the people that, you know, culturally appropriate other things, which is this, that's a different thing for me. But it's a great show. If you haven't seen it, I suggest you check it out. It's like eight, ep, ep, eight episodes. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've watched them all, and they're the worst one is the the pasta and dumplings one i haven't seen that it's one. really boring i fell asleep but all the rest of them are really good yeah but uh i did want to talk about one and we talked about it a little bit before the show it's a fried chicken one uh and i think in this kind of circles back to what we're talking about with black panther and get out uh fried chicken delicious it's it's something that i in my mind i don't put as Tied to one specific specific race, black people. I don't, I don't, I don't put it for like that, you know. And it's it's kind of funny how far we've come uh, from last year, where we were like, we wouldn't touch these topics with a fucking twenty foot pole, but like now we're just like, you know, we'll dive in. We'll, let's let's be, let's be <laughs> smart with it. Let's you know, uh, less feelings, more thinking with your well, head. I just think, I just think that you know, in the the cli- in today's climate and everything, like you and I, it's are, hard. It's hard. It's hard. And I think you and I, being who we are. Um, being multicultural, being Hispanic and white at the same time, you and I can see, I guess, see both sides. Yeah. So it's interesting. So you and I have a different perspective than everyone else because, uh, well, that we know because no one else has that insight that we do. Exactly. So I think that now that we we want to talk about these things, and I think that our that generally we both our beliefs on all these things line up with what I mean, for the most part line up with society. Like right now, like, I mean, I, we're very millennial in our beliefs and a lot of things. Yeah. But there's so. also a sense of, but at the same time, we also have like, some common right, sense. Th- yeah, exactly. Th- this, this physically does not make sense. And so I'm watching this, I'm watching the fried, fried chicken episode and you know, they go to Nashville and they go to, I think they go to New Orleans. Hot, hot chicken. They went to Dookie, Dookie Chases, which I'm really, I'm upset because I took you guys to um, Willie Mays. Willie Mays, which, which is, is great. Which is good. But they they shouted out Willie Mays in there. Did you see that? No, I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, they Did out. they show the original, the other, the other location? Well, though? they showed the, the person who created Willie Mays. No, that's, but that, but that's, no, that's Dookie Chases. Oh. That, the old lady? Well, then, that's Dookie Chases. Where did Willie Mays get their name from? That lady? You know what? I mean, they I, had to. I don't know where Willie Mays. I I don't know, but um, Dookie Chases is the is like the original. Yeah, but so I'm watching this episode. Um, I've never I, been to Dookie <laughs> Chases. I've always wanted to do go to Dookie Chases, and I, um, to be honest, like there's just there's some places in New Orleans that's just like man, it's hard as shit to get over there. Yeah, it's a tough, <laughs> it's a tough city to go. It's like not a big city, but it's like shit. I'm gonna be sitting in traffic, and I gotta go to the west. I mean, it's it's kind of an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> And so they're talking about fried chicken. I, I, I keep teasing this topic, and then I'm getting off topic and teasing <laughs> and getting off topic. And now I'm back off topic. But a, a big thing, and it, there's kind of this, there is an underlying political uh, identity politics throughout each episode. And, like, you kind of, you get you hit it, get a hint at it. Uh, and, it, you know, some stuff's a little bit easier, a little easier to swallow. Some stuff's kind of hard to swallow. This episode in particular, though, I was watching it and I felt myself more times than not saying like, get the fuck out of here. That's not how it works. Like that's not how any of this works. Um, you know, it, it, that's, that's not the way that your mentality should be. It doesn't make any sense. It's not, you know, it's just not, it's not how it should be. That's not the, that's, that's not the best way of thinking or whatever. And it's like, uh, the Nashville chicken, for example, you know, if you guys don't know the mythology behind the story, I think it's actually, to me, it's, it's one of the, it's a funny story. It's one of the best <laughs> food mythologies I could I think, think so. of. I think so. Uh, so essentially this man, he came home late, you know, and he was probably doing some scandalous things. And his wife, you know, was a little, was pretty pissed at him. She was mad. So she goes to fix some fried chicken, right? And she puts all this hot sauce on it. She makes this thing so spicy to get back at him. Like, you know what, boy, you coming back in my house? Like, Fuck you. I know where you've been. I know, I, know where, you, I know where you've been. I can smell I can smell that perfume on you, you know? Like, I can see lipstick on the collar. Yeah, a little, little, little dookie on the collar. Uh, and so he, she feeds him this stuff. Well, it backfires. He loves it. He loves it. He can't get enough of it. So this burst Nashville hot chicken. And if you haven't seen it, it's this molten-looking, 
it looks, like fiery it looks red. It, looks it you know, <laughs> there's obviously different tiers of spice in it, but like the true spice is just like unbearable. Anyways, there is a there's a place where you know it's it's two it's 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 a white gentleman that owns it, right? And essentially, he asks him, he's like, hey, do you think that you're you know you're you're cultural appropriation you're stealing this from this person who has like you know this is like a, an inherently black thing and he's just like well not really i'm kind of giving it like it's an homage like i'm trying to do it justice like i am such a fan of this like nashville hot chicken that i want to help you know spread this and it, you know the if you look at the two uh places that they show like one of them is like a fucking airstream right and it's like super hodunk which to my in my personal taste like i would rather go there because that's the original. The other one is like this really nice high end place. It's some place you'd see in Portland where they serve great craft beer and you can get some bomb ass, like probably free range chicken or whatever, uh, Nashville hot chicken. But it brought me, it, it got me to think like a lot of the, the politics that were inside of this episode were very, you know, I'm black. So I felt like I should, I should not eat chicken or I felt like self-conscious by ordering chicken or if, or if I'm a chef and I felt like I didn't want to put fried chicken on my, on my menu because I felt like it, it pigeonholed me into like only black people like eat fried chicken or they're really great at making fried chicken. And I thought to myself, that's bullshit. Like when I think of, when I see fried chicken on the menu, I order fried chicken because fried chicken is delicious. There's no about, there's nothing better than flour deep fried on a great chicken with so good, you know, some good spices in there. It's tasty. It's delicious. I order it because it's good. I don't order it because I'm thinking, oh, there's a black chef here and he's great at, and he must be great because it's been passed down through ancestors who he probably doesn't even know. Uh, it, it, that's just not how it works. Yeah, I mean, I bet everyone, when I stepped on the swimming block, everyone was like, oh, man, this guy's Cuban. This guy's going to, this guy outswam the Coast Guard. This guy's going to kill us all. And I got, he swam 90 miles. I, I got last place. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, this guy must have, this guy must have built a raft and swam here. Yeah. You know, anytime someone's told me to build a raft. But does that, that, that's, <laughs> that doesn't, that doesn't hurt me, you know? And so there's a lot of people in there. And it kind of bums me out that they still think like that. That to me, enslaves your mind in a sense and i'm not that's not a poor choice of words i'm saying that on purpose because it enslaves your mind to the point where you're just like i'm thinking backwards instead of thinking forwards and thinking in a sense like i if i'm good at making fried chicken i don't give a shit what color you are i don't care i don't give a shit what gender you are i don't give a shit what creed religion anything if you can make a good dish you make it right and I mean, that was just my only beef with that, with the show so far was that episode because I felt like it was very, it was pushing forth the narrative that I should be guilty by ordering fried chicken because I don't respect and understand where the fried chicken came from. When you've come to find out they're frying chicken in Japan and they're they stuffing chicken. They're frying chicken, they fry chicken everywhere. They're frying chicken in India. Since the beginning of time. Yeah. And they're, you know, they're frying chicken in uh, Asia. Like it's not just Japan. It's like China and yeah. Korea and stuff like that. And so it's not, it's not just a thing that's inherently black. And that's like the part where it's like, as like a Western society and from the United States, like we inherently think like, oh my God, it's black culture. Chicken and watermelon. I mean, they had the famous Dave Chappelle skit in there mm -hmm. where he, you know, he, the, he's at a place and the, the waiter asks, like, well, what do you want? He's like, well, I'm thinking about having the chicken. And the guy cuts him off and he tells him he wants the chicken or whatever because he's black. And, I mean, that's just not how it is. Like, this dish, while, you know, inherently for the United States, it was, it was something that was, you know, African-American. It's global, man. It's, it's not tied to this one region. It's not tied to this one race. It's not tied to this one set of people. It's everywhere else. And so it's just like when you watch the show and you see kind of things like this, I don't know. I just want like our listeners to be active minded and not, you know, close minded in a sense. Uh, just keep that in mind. Keep just keep that in mind going forward. This is a t fucking teachable moment for the goddamn day. I don't know. I agree. I mean, I agree. I did, I, the only, I did have a gripe in the uh, crawfish episode when he was in New Orleans. And he's like, well, there's a million. There's better ways to do it. He kept hounding them like. And they're like, no, we've doing this. We've been doing this the traditional way. And then when he went into the Vietnamese community, he's like, "What's your Vietnamese? Why don't you do this?" This is like, no, that's not the traditional way of cooking crawfish in New Orleans. We're not going to do it that way. There's if, a million ways. If to you want to do it that way, you do. You it. can go to Houston and, and that, and they do it. do it there. Yeah. But in New Orleans, we cook it the traditional way. And I was like, goddamn right. This city is a. It's a very tradition oriented city, and the food is as amazing as it is because of that that weird unorthodox way of cooking it. I mean, 
the gumbo, like traditional, like if you want to go uh, backwoods, like traditional gumbo, they'll cook that that celery down until it's water, and that's where like that that's where that goodness comes from. And like, I mean, I mean, it's just that that just goes just, to show you that there's other ways of doing. This I thing. just think David Chang is sometimes very po- very pompous. He is, and he and it's very and it's just because he's a fine di- it's that fine dining chef. I mean, they all have Gordon Ramsay is the well, same way sometimes. I did, I did, I uh, did like it how he poo pooed Taco Bell, but he loved Domino's. Yeah. I, I think about something like, dude, that's like the same fucking thing. Like, how the hell can you, how the hell can you poo poo one thing but say that you're gonna order a Domino's pizza because it's really good? Well, I thought it was funny how every time he tried to poo poo something to like the pizza chef or the the, the, the Chinese sh- uh, chefs or something like that, they're like, no, I actually like that. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. In the fried chicken episode. Uh, there's that artist that the another guy named Dave or whatever. He was the artist in Japan. Oh, he was yeah, he was funny. And he goes, he goes, you know, man, he's like a great guy and like he's an artist or whatever. He's like, but like he's got like deep opinions that are rooted. And I think there's a lot of people that are like that that have like this deep opinion. And it's just like no, no, it needs to be like this. And when I saw the taco episode, I wasn't a fan of those Dutch people going over to Mexico and making that like thing because I thought to myself like. You're you're gonna mark up a taco that is like that's a people's food, dude. And I talked about this on the last podcast. If you haven't listened to it, I suggest you go to. That's one of my gripes. It's a people's food. It's literally a tortilla with meat and onions and some cilantro and like maybe a little bit of pico in there or some salsa and like that's it, dude. That's a people's food. So when you charge like thirty dollars for a taco, like this gourmet taco, that to me is not it. Like that's not that's that's getting way away from what the hell this even means. So it was funny like seeing stuff like that exists which is fine like they can do that shit but at the same time like i don't want somebody i don't want this david chang guy to tell me like what to do shit like how to do it when like the traditionalist way is to do it this way it's wrong it's wrong it's i i enjoy watching i enjoy when chefs have renee redzepi he's the guy from noma yeah it's the best restaurant he's the best chef no, that's the guy that was the guy oh, that went like, to mexico oh yeah and i like that shit he's danish he's danish <laughs> yeah what i say dutch yeah whatever same um shit. It's really I, I find it if you ever watch any show, any food documentary, anything. Oh, he's hella Netflix, knowledgeable. That no, the Renee. Whenever the co-host they have him on, they bow down to him. Well, and because slob on his knob so hard. Oh, well, I mean, it, so hard. If you watch, did you watch? The, the, but I mean, Rene Rizepi is the best chef in the world. No question about it. Well, the thing is, is he appreciates the ingredients, and like it, it's so evident in that taco episode because he literally buys all these weird ass in, ingredients, you, yeah. and he's asking the people like, "How do you prepare this? Like, what are some tips and tricks or whatever?" So he's very knowledgeable, and he appreciates the culture or whatever. Uh-huh. My gripe is is selling that much for a fucking taco uh-huh. is just absolutely ludicrous. When they go to some small ass village, they see the way they do it and they cook it and then they replicate it. But then they skyrocket the price on this. When these people, this is this is out of necessity. This is like just this is out of eating. This is out of the the normal way is out of just being a fucking glutton for food and like just being a goddamn hype beast for food. Yeah. All right. That's my beef. Uh, check out that show. <laughs> I highly, yeah, highly recommend it. I, I highly recommend it too. Uh, speaking of hype beasts, let's let's get into some hype beasts this week. All right. Done. Look what I've done in my life. I had to count it, then count it again to make sure the money was right. They love to talk. Me, I'm just done in the hype. Me, I'm just done in the hype. Me, I'm just done, 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 done. That's it. Done. Done. Uh, <laughs> my hype beast this week. Um. Are you have you seen on the, the internet the uh, new Nigel Houston skateboarding pro model for Nike? Uh, I'm gonna say no. I've retweeted <laughs> it like none other on my wall. Um, obviously, you know I'm, I'm a little biased here, but uh, that'd be my highest beast of the week. If you haven't checked it out, I suggest you check it out. It is the uh, pro model for uh, Nigel Houston. He is a skateboarder. He's probably he's basically the Michael Jordan of skateboarding. So if that puts it in any contest, he's or context, he wins a bunch of contests. Uh, he's solid. He's just he's just a solid uh, skateboarder. I think he's like in his mid twenties, so he's super young. Um, it kind of looks similar to a free, so it's got that like weird lifestyle aspect to it. Uh, all white this type around with the black swoosh. Super clean, super slick. Um, I suggest you check it out. I think it might be sold out now, but it's obviously there's more colorways coming on down the line. About ninety five bucks. Um, this would be a hype beast. You can get that. I bought a pair immediately the day it. it uh, it went live at seven o'clock in the morning. Went on my Nike app and uh, snatched me up a pair. Um, and he also dropped a, a, a kind of like a 
a release to being on Nike, like a video. It's about 11 minutes long, and it's probably one of the coolest uh, videos I've seen skateboarding-wise in a while. So check that out. I don't know if you – do you have anything for Hypebeast, Pat? Um, You know, I have not uh, been – I mean, I, I guess Fortnite would have been my, my Hypebeast. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, I bought a new television, bought a Sharp. By the way, go buy a TV. They're dirt cheap right now. They are. I bought a 50-inch Sharp 4K Ultra HD. It's when technology gets better, things prices go down Mm -hmm. in theory. Oh yeah. And so So. yeah, I got that. Uh, What else do we got going on in this world? Um, well, this isn't looking for, I mean, this isn't the feeling is this is hype. hype I'm just kidding. No, we're done. All right. You just go on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know, I've, uh, I'm trying to see if I've watched any, you know, I've ugly delicious and trying to think of any movies. Um, I've caught up on shameless. Um, Let's try one of those. Shout out to Takis. If you haven't had them, these are the Doritos version. I'm not a fan. Mm. The Taki ones are, Red Hots. Taki ones are way better. I like fla- I like Cheetos flaming Red Hots. The Taki ones are so much spicier than that. I don't not if the, you not the spice. I don't want the spices. But it's got the spice with the lime is perfect. I, I, I like a lot. I just like because it's like a nice, it's a little tangy. Yeah, that's a lime. Um, all right, man. I'm, I, I got nothing else. This I think this is a good way to good place to wrap it up. All right, thank you guys for uh, tuning in uh, this week. Thanks for bearing with us as we uh, more like zero hour this second episode for February into into March. We'll be back in the next couple of weeks with our uh, first episode for March, our fifth episode overall this for this year, this season. Um, other than that, though, I think it's a solid episode. Thank you guys yeah. for uh, stopping by. Shout out to Japan uh, for, yeah. uh, for blowing to, us up. Yep. Shouts Japan, Poland, France. Yeah. We love you guys. Shout out to New Zealand as well. That yeah. was another one that oh. uh, did well. It's fucking Shouts Kiwis. To, you know, the Kiwis, you know what? Konnichiwa, Ostrovia, Warsaw, Legia, uh, Bon Appetit. Bonjour. Yeah. Bonjour. I don't, I don't really know. Any, what was the other one? I don't know. New Zealand. New Zealand. Oi. Hey. Nathan. <laughs> That's it from us. I'm Anthony. Come on. The haka. Come on. Come on. Ooh. Ooh. That's Pat, and uh, this is Minimum Wage. Yeah. Catch you next time. See you later. Bye.